What's going on, family? It's Sean. And today I'm going to give you all um, a, a brief overview, overview and some quick updates on what's going on in Ireland. They just recently passed their climate action plan, which is set to reduce agricultural emissions by 25%. And I'm also going to update you on what's going on with the energy crisis or expected energy crisis in Germany and maybe some of their anti-green things that they are going to institute to combat their lack of energy due to them not being able to import all that Russian natural gas. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with Ireland. Um, last Thursday, um, the the government over there finally came to an agreement. Uh, it wasn't exactly what the farmers wanted, uh, but they agreed to cut greenhouse emissions for the agricultural sector by 25%. The farmers were hoping for between 18 and 22 percent because they believe that this would allow them because the goal is till 2030. They believe that this would allow them to implement new technologies, maybe uh, put in a diversity of grass feeds that would work there and allow them to get to a sustainable level by by 2030 with the right training, the right education, learning new techniques. But the farmers are afraid that this 25% target is going to force them, some of them to reduce their herds, which of course reduces their income. And it might not be sustainable for some of the farmers to continue that. And, you know, some of them have been doing this for three generations. Um, so currently we have what's going on in the Netherlands. You know, we have those protests dealing with the, the reduction of the greenhouse uh, gas emissions. Canada passed a very similar plan as Ireland did. But and now, you know, of course, now we have Ireland. So in this climate action plan, it's not just agriculture. So we have that 25 percent reduction in greenhouse gas emissions for agriculture, but it's 75 percent reduction for the electricity sector, 55 percent reduction for transportation, which they're saying one of the ways that they're going to get to that is by 2030, half a million people will need to stop driving vehicles and walk, cycle or use public transportation. 40% reduction for residential buildings um, in order to implement that. That is better insulation as well as more efficient heating methods and a 35% for industry manufacturing, which of course will be a reduction in, in goods and services. Um, and their goal, their goal is to be on 80% of renewable energy by 2030, mostly in the form of wind, and the Climate Action Plan, other goals to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by 51% by 2030. Uh, and, and the reason this is important is that they're saying that 38% of the greenhouse gas emissions in Ireland come from the agricultural sector. But what is a little bit alarming about this is at the same time that the World Bank has issued lengthy reports, the food and agricultural uh, uh, sector of the United Nations, um, the International Monetary Fund have all made reports basically highlighting that we are on the brink of a food crisis for developing nations, um, countries that are less able to take care of themselves as they're currently constructed. They don't have that infrastructure, infrastructure. They've had droughts, war, famine. So at the same time that they've been saying that, hey, we're on the brink we're all, where a lot of people could be, you know, hurt and starve and die. It looks like the Western nations are continuing to move forward with their reductions in greenhouse gas emissions. Actually, it looks like it's accelerating. 
Now, I did look up what was going on in Ireland. I wanted to see how important they were as far as an exporting nation. Uh, for the most part, uh, Ireland's exports are mainly go to the United States, about 32%, 11% for Belgium, 11% for Germany. Now, there are more vulnerable countries that they do export to. Namely, I looked at Nigeria. Um, it's close to $300 million worth of agricultural experts, exports. This is um, 2020 data, by the way. By the way. Uh, South Africa, which is uh, 300, oh, close to 350 million. Algeria, which is one of the most vulnerable countries, um, $138 million worth of exports. Morocco, another one of those very vulnerable countries, $118 million worth of agricultural exports uh, in 2020. Now, I don't know if in Ireland, if we're going to see... Um, unrest as we're seeing in the Netherlands and as we're seeing um, in Italy and in Poland and places like that for the farmers. Um, I was reading some of the, the local news from Ireland that I could get. And it seems for the most part, the, those farmers are pretty positive. Like they do believe in their ability to implement technology once they get the proper training and for the diversity of feeds, things like that. But currently they they're worried because uh, it doesn't really seem like the government has a plan on, on how to implement this. So because the government has over a thousand things that could be done to reduce uh, greenhouse gas emissions. So it's it's, you know, it's it's government work. It's it's good enough for government work. So I'll, I'll have to keep updated, but we'll, we'll see. But it, it is it is, uh, a, a, you know, a, another step towards reducing the amount of food. And they're saying where they're saying that. You know, we're, we're in a food scarce situation. I also wanted to provide you all an update in what's going on with Germany. So um, if you haven't heard, you know, Germany imports 55 percent of its gas from Russia. Well, recently, Nord Stream 1 was down for maintenance. They have put it back up, but they said it's only going to be able to run at 20 percent capacity. I'm not sure if this is an actual tactic or if, you know. If that's an actual tactic by Russia or if that's actually just something that happens, I don't know. It's not for me to say. But Germany had done a lot of things. You know, they're they're the biggest supporter of this green movement. So they'd shut down three nuclear power plants out of six. There was some discussion that I had been reading about that they were talking about opening that. I read some information today. That's untenable. There's politicians say we're not opening up those nuclear power plants, even though they're energy dense and very safe. Uh, but they have done something strange. So they decided they're not going to open up the nuclear plants. But it seems like they're okay with opening up coal plants. So Germany is firing up old coal plants, sparking fears. Climate goals will go up in smoke. France, Italy, Austria, and the Netherlands have all announced plans to reactivate old coal power plants. But nowhere are the plans as extensive as in Germany, which is allowing 21 coal plants to restart or work past planned closing dates for the next two winters. I mean, currently in Germany right now, they put restrictions due to this energy crunch. And it's not just all what's happening in Eastern Europe. It's or Western, it's it's not all what's happening with Russia and Ukraine. Um, Germany has kind of been on this path for a while. 
Um, so they've already put restrictions on the heating of public buildings, including swimming pools and town halls. Businesses have been asked to allow employers to work at home as far as as far as possible to avoid the heating of big office blocks. Industry and the public are being urged to curb energy consumption. So already they're already they're prepping because it could be a very terrible winter for them. Germany has the same target as far as, as Ireland does as far as. 80% of all their energy needs need to come from, from renewable sources by 2030, um, which is double the current contribution in Germany. It, it has begun to ease the permitting process for windmills and to invigorate uh, renewables rollout. So, you know, they are set. But last year in Germany, in part because of low winds and the already rising price of natural gas, Hard coal accounted for 20% of electricity production, contributing to a rise of 4.5% in overall emissions over the previous year. What's interesting is I was also reading something when I was reading about Ireland. They were talking about there was an increase of about 4% emissions due to the dairy production in Ireland because that had kind of accelerated. So what does this all mean? Business as usual. Business as usual, conflicting information. Um seems like they are pushing full steam ahead with this target of 2030, while at the same time warning us of impending scarcity in food and energy, which is going to hit the developing nations uh, worse. So, you know, I'm going to be keeping up on this as best I can, especially following what's going on in Germany. You know, it'll it'll be interesting to see how how the people react when they're very cold this winter or, or what, or what's, what other steps are going to be taken. You know, this opening 21 coal power plants is a step in the right direction, but that does not allow you to meet your um, carbon neutral goals or reduction in greenhouse gases, especially because they're going to extend it for at least two winters. So that, you know, it's already 2022. And in Ireland, I'll, I'll keep you all updated. Right now, it doesn't seem like there's going to be any unrest, but you know things can change at a dime, especially once they actually come out with clear and concise ideas of how they're going to implement this 25% reduction in greenhouse gas emissions for the agricultural sector. All right. Other than that, um, I appreciate you all. Just want to give you a quick update. I'll catch you on the next video. Take care.